interesting stuff. All right, so we are back on the Pizza Podcast. Today, I have a really special guest that I'm super excited about, um, Giuseppe Vitterali. So Giuseppe is owner of Ornella in Queens. Um, he also has an amazing farm in upstate New York. Wait, go back to me real quick. Yeah, I need to fix that. Yeah, we're going to fix that. All right, stand by. Stand by. All right, anyway, so Giuseppe, um, I met Giuseppe about... Uh, Two years ago, somebody was just like, Nino, I know all the things that you're about. Um, <laughs> Let's keep it going. Yeah, fuck it. Um, so, Giuseppe, uh, somebody told me you got to go meet this guy. He's, he's, he's like you. He's into all these crazy things, blah, 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 blah. And I went and met him, and I've been bragging about him ever since. So... Um, I'm super happy to have him on and learn more about his history and all of his passions and this and that. This is a guy who makes prosciutto from scratch. He makes black garlic from scratch. He makes Sardinian blue liqueur from scratch. He kills pigs. He he has special ways to cut wheat with a reaper. He uh, He's like the real-life version of the most interesting man in the world, Italian version. So uh, just uh, I think we got to fix that again, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You so, were, you were ready to run hey, we're we're going, bro. I am really sorry. Um, everybody, comment on um, you know how unprepared uh, Mr. Producer Brady is over here. But um, yeah, Giuseppe, it's really good to have you on. Um, Likewise, good uh, to see you. Nino. Thank you for coming. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's talk about where where the fuck are you from, Giuseppe? But I come from um, uh, Rofrano. Rofrano is a small village, uh, province of Salerno, which is a Campania region. It's not far from Amalfi Coast. Okay. He's in, he's in the hills. And then and then you, you told me your family had like a farm over there? But I grew up in this small village. My father had the flour mills. Okay. Uh, two flour mills. And uh, my mother, no, also we had a farm. Uh, and I work with my mom in the farm. With uh, I grew up in the farm, basically. Yeah. What kind of what kind of thing? I'm always curious about, like going back to the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or, or in different places, like like what did like a kind of like a, a good day look like back then when you're like 10, 15 years old? What kind of things were you doing? But listen, uh, uh, we learn we learn a lot of value that 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 moment. Is a way of life, is a way of living. And so we, we went to school in the village. But after the school, uh -huh. uh, from spring to, no, to the late uh, October, we always went uh, in the farm uh, to help the, the, the parents, to help my mother. As my mom. Uh, also, in the, dur uh, during the weekend, also, we, we, we went always uh, in the we we work in the in the in the farm yeah and the summertime of course there was no such a thing you go to the colon you go to the you go to the beach uh was uh, no we helped the the family mm -hmm. maybe that moment that they liked that much but over the years i appreciate that that was a kind of school because you see and now at this age maybe i remember i don't remember what a I am what uh, I learned in school, your mm -hmm. university, college. But I remember 
all those uh, all those things that my mother teach me from the farm from the farm what kind of the, things were you growing but with the we the major thing is that we sell uh, we sell a uh, wine uh-huh. with vineyard we have vineyard and uh, olive oils and also oh, in the summertime we had a lot of vegetable a lot of vegetable we did almost everything because we had a small farm like in uh, three hectares uh-huh. three hectares is like uh, seven acres okay and that was uh, was that was in completely uh full full farm we do almost everything so we, we don't buy almost nothing for right. our for our needs we buy just uh, some meat on the major holidays otherwise we had own chicken rabbits and we have uh, pigs that right. uh, we kill when it was the time and some of them we sell it we got some goats for the milk so was it like uh, now they call uh, organic things right but that was a real organic because we don't waste nothing mm-hmm. i never remember that we got the some we put the garbage outside the door in the village because wherever was left over from the house we bring in the farm like even the hash we put uh we put uh, under the olive trees Oh, the they, compost. They the come, but the humid. We don't do compost. With the humid, we give it to the pigs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You feed the pigs. You yeah, feed they the pigs. Something. So that was a real uh, organic <laughs> system. Yeah, completely self-sufficient. But I didn't know. I didn't know that was organic. I didn't know that time it was organic. Right. Yeah. Did you guys? Were you guys um, um, using any uh, you know pesticides or anything to keep the bugs away? Not really. No. No. Not, not really. It was a kind of system that worked that works very well that way because it's just a you create a kind of micro micro climb yeah. around the farm. So one part you put. Uh, see, I never realized why my my mother she put the sunflowers outside the. On the side, uh, the the vegetables. Right. Now I realize that was to attract some of those uh, some of the birds. This way, they killed the they killed the insect. Yeah, and then and then to yeah, yeah. To, for the pollination bugs the too. Pollination it's all a you know a system. system. Was a kind of system. Was a kind yeah. of system. You created a little ecosystem. Work, you create your own ecosystem yeah. eco- that uh, works works very well. There's this guy, um, uh, Joel something. He was on that Food Inc. documentary. He runs Poly Farms out in Virginia. But, like, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Like, he talks about, he's like, listen, I move the, the pigs in the cage with the tractor to here. That fertilizes the ground. They eat the grubs and this and that. The chicken's that's the same thing. And it's this whole, uh, the, the shit feeds the plants. The, you know, the plants you feed the pigs. You create a system right. that works. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, um, what kind of? So, you guys were doing wine. You guys were doing all these things. It was. Uh, when did you eventually move to America? When did that happen? But I graduated. I am an architect by trade. Okay. I started in Rome. Uh, so I, after you graduate, in order to to make to to be an architect, you had to pass a test. I was involved with other things that you know, and I didn't pass it the first time. Uh huh. Uh, but I had to wait another year to to make that test. And the test you're taking, this is in America? No, no, no. There was oh, there was there was an it. There was an okay. it. There was no intention to come in America. So I just, I had to wait another year. I said, what do I do with another year? Yeah. So let me go in a place where I don't know, I don't know nobody, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't speak the language. Not because now I speak the language, the language, but you know. 
is a little better than before. Right. So I came in New York, and uh, I met my wife, and uh, after what's her, a couple What's your weeks, wife's name again? I've heard. Uh, her name is Ornella. Oh, no, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I met her after a <laughs> couple, uh, couple weeks I was here, and uh, I went back. I went back to pass the test, but no, I came ra right away in uh, New York to marry my wife. And we are married for uh, 33 years. Wow. And we have four kids, four boys. Yeah, yeah, I've met them. I think I've yeah. met them all. Um, where, where is, is she like, uh, grew up in Williamsburg? Or uh, not, or what's master her? that she was nine years old when she came here. She's original from uh, the parents that come from, uh, from Torino, from north of Italy. Okay. And uh, and uh, she was in. She lives uh, all the America life in uh, where we live now in Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah, okay. Williamsburg. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know that like Williamsburg is like this old school Italian neighborhood. Everybody associates oh, it with. Yeah, uh, you can. Yeah, you can find a lot of those uh, uh, old uh, Italian club there. That you know those uh, social club. Right. You know they own the building, so they are there. You know even if the old people are now because you know young people they don't go there. But the Williamsburg has a big tradition, a big tra Italian tradition. You got three churches around there. No, you got a lot of yeah. things, got a lot yeah. of a lot of things going on there. Yeah, the yeah, Our Lady Mount Carmel, Monsignor. Lady Mount Carmel is there for yeah. is there for under fifty years. I mean, the the powers that be would love to get rid of that, but they can't because it's a shrine shrine church. It's so that's the reason why no, they it's can't a big tradition. Well, because of real estate and the amount of land that it's sitting on, they want to take. They want to take. That. I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember when 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 I came in New York, when I came in Williamsburg, I didn't like it. That that time in Williamsburg, you know, 88, 87, 88, it was not like this. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I said, all right, I have to stay a couple of months and then I leave. So I rented an apartment there, six family house, about uh, two hundred forty dollars. Mm -hmm. The owner two hundred forty a month, you pay a month. Yeah. The nice. own, the owner, the owner tried to to sell the building, uh -huh. six family, six family. And for hundred thousand dollar, he couldn't sell it. They sold a couple of years ago, a few millions. Oh but, yeah. And the building, he don't even put an nails on the on the wall. It was the way it was before, it was even now. So the but the location went up. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, Williamsburg is. Uh, I mean, it, it's gotten completely insane. Like you can't, uh, you can't even do anything on Bedford Avenue where even. Even you go back uh, seven years ago, you know what I mean? Or, or 10 years yes, ago, I it was cheap. I want to tell you something funny. I remember, no, when I came here, there was, there were, uh, before I came, uh, there were some Italian club, you know, the, the dance, you know, before, the, right. uh, the late 80s. Disco. So I went there, I went there, you know, you met some girl, you know, this, this is before I met some, my, my, my wife. I said, where do you live? I was ashamed to say I live in Williamsburg. Really? Yeah, I said, no, I live in... <laughs> I was ashamed because oh, Williamsburg was not the right place to live. Right, right, was right, right, right. So see how change in New York fast? Yeah, man. I mean, New York has changed a lot. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all for like making New York scary again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Break down the real estate prices to a reasonable level and everything. Like, I'm, I'm cool with scary New York. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I tell people all the time they almost don't believe me where I say like, uh, you know. Uh, now, today, Williamsburg is uh, probably the strongest Italian community in all of New York City. Um, 
Just because, you know, in my old neighborhood, I grew up between Jersey and Gravesend my whole life. And, you know, you go to Bedstead, it's it's all Chinese, uh, the same with uh, uh, Gravesend and this and that. And in Williamsburg, a lot of people moved away, obviously. I know a lot of guys who still own the buildings, but they moved to Middle Village and that's where they live. But they're still there all the time. And, you know, the pork store, it's still there. The, oh, yeah, the my, friend, my friend Jerry's there. Right? Jerry's there. Yeah. Mario's there. Mario Zolo's there. You, you got his nephew's got the um, the fish shop across the street. You got uh, the pastry, Kono. The pastry shop. The pastry shop, Fortunato's. You know what I mean? So it's still, you can walk around and kind of have all these things, um, even though the neighborhood has changed greatly, where... You know, you, if you go to Arthur Avenue, no one lives in Arthur Avenue. That's Italian, basically. If you go to Bedstead, it's now it's there's still some guys left, but it's very few. The stores are becoming even fewer. This is one of the reasons I never move from uh, that neighbor, because you see, I always work in the city in Manhattan, but uh, was so close to go to go to work in the city because the subway is right there. But also, when you say so I grew up in, even if I started Rome for so many years, by Basically, my mentality is more farmers and more from a small village. And uh, for me, they just when you just to go out you, you in the morning and you see your neighbor, uh, uh, like uh, I had the feeling that to live in my village because I know everybody in this thing. Mm-hmm. And there is no beautiful, no more beautiful thing than in the morning when you get up, you go outside your door and somebody, and you say good morning to somebody else, somebody say good morning to you. Yeah, no, that's the kind 100%. of thing has no. That's the kind of thing has no pride. Especially when you know that you, you more or less, you are, you know all of them. It's a kind of thing you must, you just live in the village. In the meantime, in the two stops of the subway, you are in the middle of uh, Manhattan. Manhattan. No, yeah. So I, that was, a, that was a fascinating me. That's the reason I stayed there for so many years and definitely the neighborhood changed, you know. Oh, uh, that's I love it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys, they got rich off of that too. I know a lot of guys that uh, just because they had the house, you know what I mean? They they turned it to millionaires overnight. It's amazing. But listen, in the meantime, in, uh, some people they say when I go in Italy, no, I describe this kind of store about Williamsburg. Sometimes they say, yeah, but they say, but I went there, but you know, the house is nothing special, you know. Listen. I know it's not a special the house because it's a box. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like a Picasso. It's like you own a Picasso. You can have a piece of uh, uh, canvas or Picasso. Say, yeah, but there's nothing. It's not, yeah, but the signature is Picasso signature. Right, 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 right. That's 100%. where it is. So own a piece of property that is like own a piece of Picasso. Yeah, sure. And and I mean you have the um uh. You have the farm upstate, which is like, you know what I'm saying? My all-time dream is to be in New Jersey or something with a few acres, maybe 10, 15 acres. But, I mean, you could have that, too. You know what I mean? You could go, like, to your country. Like, Williamsburg, you live in Rome, and then you have your country house. You know what I mean? No, I have my This is for 22 years <laughs> because, you know, at one point in my life, that you know, when the family start to be, be bigger, uh, I said, uh, we need a place where to, for the weekend. Mm. So uh, we, we uh, buy a good opportunity to buy this piece of property with a big house, a farmhouse, with a guest house, you know. Over the years, you know, you fix this, you fix that, you know, and uh, you, I, we did all good things. Well, I'm looking forward to going up there, but, um, I mean, you're doing some amazing things up there. We have, like, you're doing charcuterie up there. You're doing, uh, you do wine sometimes? No, 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 no. We Not don't anymore. do wine. No, no, no. We, I, didn't, I, didn't do, I didn't do wine. 
But you do. Why. You've done before. Yeah, yeah, I did that before. <clears throat> but you know, I just buy the grapes. You know. Uh, but I, uh, what, what is that blue Sardinia liqueur that you do? No, doing? no, that's the, uh, that's a called Casu Marzo. Okay. Casu Marzo is, 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 uh, uh, is a cheese uh, with the warm inside. Uh, but no, this is, uh, I don't, uh, basically I smuggle from Italy here. Wait, wait, this is a cheese. Cheese. Okay. The, the, Not the blue liqueur. The, the blue liqueur? Oh, that's a, that's a, the that's a Mirto. one. Ah, that's a Mirto. 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 Mirto is from uh, blue, uh, blue, uh, blueberries. Okay. Oh, I thought it was the other one, the cheese. Because, you know, I, go, I do so many things, sometimes I get I know, confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I let it taste the last time, uh, the, the Mirto. Mirto is a... Is a uh, liquor made from an infusion made from uh, from um, blue, blueberries. Uh, blueberries. Yeah. Uh, Mediterranean blueberries. They, yeah, there are so many kind of blueberries. Uh -huh. But the, the 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 Mediterranean blueberries they are they are much lower, shorter, and the leaves they they, they have a flavor. Okay. Flavor the leaves. So the more aromatic things uh, you uh, you infuse with uh, alcohol or vodka. No. And you can make it. You can make a delicious liquor. It's like a limoncello. It's like a blueberry like, limoncello. Yeah, blueberry limoncello. Basically, wow. basic is that. And then, I mean, I know you do the cheese up there. You do with the charcuterie and the black garlic and all that. Let's. Uh, yeah, here we go. There's. Uh, so, what is this picture? Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is with the with the see uh, with the, my fr with the, my friends. Uh, we we kill uh, we kill an. Uh, and pork, you know, but we do this all. We Did do you this. raise this pig? Uh, I can, I can raise this. No, but I'm saying, tell me the story. Like, no, uh, no, this is with just, this is with just uh, a friend you of mine. For the farm, a friend of mine has a farm. Okay. He, usually, this guy before when I met the first time, he said, "Oh, I just said, but you know, you come over here, uh, I can uh, kill for you." No, 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 no. The beauty of the thing, the fun of the thing is, I have to do for myself. Right. That's that's the thing. So, is a. Uh, so I said, what is the funny about kill a pig? If you don't know, there's nothing funny. Right. It can be cruel. Yeah. If not. But for me, I grew up in this kind of environment. Uh, kill a pig we did the, the, during the winter time was a family reunion, friends reunion. And uh, it was a more religious right. Uh. Like, you know, everybody has their own duty to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that guy cut the uh, just sharpen the knife. There was right. that guy, uh, the the woman uh, the they clean uh, they clean out they clean around, they, and uh, there was a guy, another guy that just uh, carried the hot water, hot right. water to to shave the shave to, the to shave the pig. Right. And there was the main guy that they gave instruction. So it was a kind of religious things. And uh, at the end, at night, everybody we stay together and we had a nice dinner. And uh, it's a way to socialize. Yeah, but all, all the all the um, I've actually seen this at Godsenza happening. It was amazing. But the, yeah, every every night for like, because the whole town would do it at the same time at this town I was in. Yeah. And every night the the you know they would have a feast and it would be like these salads with the fried pig ears in them and you know all the different parts of the pig they weren't using for charcuterie no, we they would cook because it's you know yeah but to do. I want to tell a funny story about tell how, me. how I started to make this kind of traditional thing on my on my my farm yeah uh, long time ago like eighteen years ago 
uh, I was a manager metro D in a big place in the in Manhattan. Okay. For so many years. What was it called? Cellino restaurant. Cellino. Yeah, it's on 54th Street between Madison well, and Park. What was it like? Italian, 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 Italian. Specific. No, no, it was a it was a, no, just a, just a high end yeah, Italian high food. End okay. Italian, high end Italian. So I had these people for so many years. They worked with me there, but you know my favorite dessert is a sanguinaccio. Sanguinaccio is a, is a is a black puree. Make it make it from uh, made it from pig's blood. Okay. Uh, when I came in America, I was able to buy in the, some Italian pastry shop. But after you know, I disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I cannot buy the, I, I couldn't find the, the blood. I couldn't find to make it. So you know what? I want to pick my, I want to kill my own pig. Right. So, and uh, I bought a pig. We kill it. And also I invited all my friends. All those people for the rest of And this of is up here. You're up doing there, this. yeah. Okay. All the all, and we started the tradition. All all uh, the people that work for me, we had that day. All we only eat about pigs. So the second year, uh, this my friend. They bring other friends. They, 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 they bring the family. There was a kid. My kids was they, that time. It was small. There was a, a, the the son of my friend Terry came. He enjoyed a lot. The day after I went to school, and the teacher asked him, what did you do this weekend? Well, we went to the farm, and, uh, no, but there, there is friend, we get the peak, you know, it's also, we describe our tongue. All right. So the teacher called the parents, said, listen, I think you had, to, you had to stay closer to your son, because I think you confuse the fantasy with the reality. <laughs> So that's, that's, I think that's, that, I think that was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so what was the 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 blood? What was it? A blood sausage that you were? No, after? no, no. We don't. We don't. You you can make with the the uh, with the sausage, but basically it's a dessert. Uh, looks like a Nutella. Uh, you you mix the blood uh, with uh, milk. Okay. Uh, sugar, uh, cinnamon, other stuff, you know. And uh, you make a nice uh, Nike pu- nice, um, pudding. Like pour, pudding. 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 Oh, yeah. It's like pudding. an actual sweet blood pudding. Yeah, yeah. He, is, uh, he has a stronger flavor. But the, the, if you don't know what is it, if you don't know what is it, uh, you you never you never find out what is it. But, you know, right. I put on the menu years ago, and I tell customer what was it. And something somebody enjoy, but now no, we have to be politically correct, and uh, I still make it, but uh, I don't sell. I just give it for free to some uh, customer. They enjoy. Right. I give it for free. Some of my friend, because you know in the past I had some problem with um, uh, with customers, because you know they ordered there wasn't a the menu. They ordered that, and uh, I pass by. Say, oh wow, you like it, yeah. You know what it is. Explain to you what it is. Yeah, what is it? I explained to them what it was. It and they get grossed and, up. Uh, yeah, because it was a vegan. You know the thing. So I had to give a lot of. In the past, I had to give a lot of free dinner. I, free <laughs> dinner. So I don't want to do anymore. Right. I hear you. So um, I mean, what's the ditch called? One more time. Sanguinacho. Sanguinacho. I gotta look this up. I gotta have this sometime. So um, oh, do you gotta write that? I do. Oh, look at this. Yeah. That's yeah. Sanguinaccio, dolce. That, 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 that one is my picture, that one. 
Oh, so you're right. It's almost... Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's almost like um, yeah, we were, like a Nutella. It's like, yeah. uh, and then what is that other side? That's a called uh, bougie. It's a kind of like a fried, yeah, it's a fried thing, deep yeah. fried like bread, fried, yeah. uh, crispy. Dip yeah, it they in. use is a is a seasonal uh, is a seasonal dessert. Oh, oh, look, dessert appears in the TV series Hannibal as a favorite of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You know Hannibal Lecter. You know about Hannibal Lecter? You know, with with this uh, uh, recipe, I was on, uh, you know, oh, Charit- uh, Mimi Shariton. Sh- she was the, is the, she was the for thirty years uh, food critic for New York Times. Okay. And she made a few years ago. She made a video. She she made a book like uh, thousand food to eat before you died. Was a bestseller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've was there. Book. They called me. They gave me free books. That I was there with uh, this dish and other dishes too. You were in the book. In the book. I'm in the book. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's amazing. So, um, yeah. So what? Uh, and, and with the charcuterie and shit. Like, so you're saying that you started it back when you when your kids were small, like on the farm. And then, uh, I mean, what kind of uh, what kind of products do you do? Are you still doing? But, yeah, we still do, except this year for the pandemic, you know, we don't do that much. Not that much, yeah. Not that much because, you know, we had different kind of, the business has changed a little bit because we do a lot of to go, you know, some of those items, they don't go to go. Right. Uh, but, you know, charcuterie for me was, uh, uh, because I grew up with uh, every year we kill uh, two pigs for uh, for the family. Right. Because that was the only way to to. To preserve the meat during the year, to all you do smoking, all you do dry cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the dry cure, Mediterranean area, all the dry cure. So every year we did the prosciutto, uh, we did the supersata, sausage, uh, pancetta, pancetta, uh, with the dry bacon, uh, capicolo, all the stuff there, all the stuff there. Cool. Just for. Uh, our, for our family to right. eat during the rest of the year, which is which is beautiful. Which is beautiful. I mean? I've always wondered when it comes to charcuterie, what's that like pink salt stuff? Do you like have to yeah. use that? Like, because uh, every yeah. book I read is like, yeah, 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 you gotta that's buy it, this pink salt. Pink and then I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, like, did they have this pink salt in like the 1800s? Right. Like, uh, pink salt, salt is a kind of a call, uh, uh, Praga powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a, nit- a nitrate. Okay. It's a nitrate. It's an artificial thing. They use it for. Uh, uh, they use it for uh, to give it to preserve the meat uh-huh. and also to give it a nice red colors. Okay, but it's not natural. So when they charcuter all those kind of cure meat, uh, they commercialize like you know, uh, you don't do more anymore artisanal way. You had, they use that one. I never use it. And uh, so, how do you do? You just do. Uh, you take the leg. Yeah, uh, you butcher you, the leg. Let's the say first the leg. Thing, first thing that uh, uh, see the pork has a lot of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way to get to kill bacteria is with the salt mm-hmm. at the cold, cold temperature, right? Low temperature. That's the reason uh, the pigs they kill. They used to kill the pig to make the charcuterie during the winter time, right? Right. During the winter time. Yeah, after Christmas, right? In the time. So they use they use only they use only salt, but for thousands and thousands of years, even before the Rome, even before the Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you take the leg and then you you have a big bucket full of salt yeah. that you just put in the yeah, salt. Usually, what do you do? There is an uh, 
you take the legs, you see more or less how uh, 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 big is the leg, what uh, thickness of the leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cover with the salt on the bottom and uh, and you know if it's a, usually if it's around the twenty pound the leg is like three weeks. Uh, three the, weeks three inside weeks under all the, the salt. Under the salt mm-hmm. Making sure that you know, after a couple of days that you know the salt goes because you had to cover it all the time. If it's bigger, like you know, twenty eight or you do the four weeks. Okay. But after a little while, you know more or less how long it takes it to to. To kind of salt, dry to out salt, not yeah. cure, not cure, yeah. because it doesn't. Know. To because the salt has to go everywhere, has to penetrate. It has to penetrate. Penetrate everywhere. So it pre- penetrates from the bottom, from the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a mathematical thing to say that more or less is uh, each inch takes one week. Okay. Thickness takes one week, but don't forget you got from uh, from the top another one from the bottom. So the penetration basically is. Uh, Happening at one the, week is yeah. two, two inches. Okay. So there is a more if you want to use a more a scientific. And then uh, so you're doing that scientific. before you do this. What are, uh, those legs in America uh, pigs? They are more uh, around the 20, 22 pounds. We do after three weeks, we wash it, I wash it, and wash uh, the salt off. Wash the salt off. We season it. Very simple. Season is, you know, just uh, season with the black pepper or and uh, paprika. Okay. Uh, Making sure that they cover everything, and you put in uh, uh, to dry. So you hang it up. Hang it up in the. Uh, hang it up in, in your space. house, you have them hanging up by the kitchen. I think we got like. No, a my kitchen. See, my kitchen. There, I use a system. Uh, I use my system. You know, I do the. Uh, the salt in the basement, the dry in the in the kitchen, big kitchen. Okay. For one week, more or less one week. Set the temperature is around the uh, is in the winter time around the fifty uh, something like that. Fifty something, yeah, inside. Yeah, and after that, uh, you yeah, put look in. At, uh, look at this. Yeah, that's it. That's Giuseppe's yeah, kitchen right there. Look at all yeah. the. And looks like cheeses too are hanging up now or no? <laughs> it looks like I don't know. <laughs> And after that, you have to put in a cure chamber. Uh, cure chamber is another place where you you keep the temperature for 55 degrees. Okay. And uh, the best is to control the 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 humidity, 75 75 percent. You want 75 percent. 75 percent humidity and the fit around. So 50. where do you do that? And how long but do you I say? I create 50? a kind of uh, I create a kind of uh, environment in uh, in this. Uh, in this uh, farmhouse uh, okay. on the attic at uh, perfect I uh, isolate the thing uh, in the summertime I use an uh, I use an uh, fridge I use an uh, air condition right which are low no making sure that it's 55 55 degrees around 55 degrees so you 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 hang it up in the attic where it's like colder very cold very cold because I isolate I put insulation everywhere uh-huh. yeah uh, I got two windows there. Sometimes, you know, I check that I control the temperature even with the window. We don't put in, no, even with the window because I check how much is the temperature. Right. This way, then the, the meat can breathe. Sure, 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 sure. So I have a special uh, Wi-Fi there. <laughs> I can even check for uh, uh, for uh, from here. 
Oh, you could check. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what I do. Everything. That's what I do. Yeah. I think the temperature and that's oh, the, the temperature is there tonight. Is that's there. the amazing oh, thing yeah. about the time we live in, like the the technology yeah. we have. Like it's 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 easy but, to forget that even. Uh, you know, even uh, 30, 40 years ago, there wasn't as much air conditioning. And when I go to Italy, it's hard to find air yeah, conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> like a well, lot listen, of places I like in the it small it. towns. I'm a, guy, I'm a guy on the past, from the past, because on the past, like, you know, I like that those kind of the, the old tradition. Right. But I'm very in the future. I'm, I'm exactly <laughs> I'm the same really way good. because you I can mean, take the these past things. Yeah. It makes them a lot easier yeah. to do. And then you yeah. could do them more, which is... It's really surprising to me that, like, with the technology, you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, everybody talks about, like, uh, you know, on the farm, it's backbreaking work and all this other stuff. And, you know what I mean? That was true, um, especially back in the day. But if you have, uh, you know, something small um, that you're just doing for yourself, I mean, you have automatic irrigation now. You have uh, a lot of things that you could do for pest control, organic things. Uh, you could go on the Internet. You could buy ladybugs for aphids. Yeah, you could buy uh, uh, praying mantises for uh, these bugs. You can... Uh, you know, they have these things called, uh, I just sprayed in my garden, they're called uh, beneficial nematoids, and they're these microscopic roundworms. So basically, like, uh, those, I was showing uh, Giuseppe before, like, these squash vine burrow moths, they're like pests for, from the garden that eat. So when, when garden pests, um, after they destroy your uh, plants, you know, they lay eggs in the soil. So these nematoid things, you spray them on the soil, and they're little microscopic roundworms, and they go into the eggs like a virus in a cell, and they kill the egg. And it's just like, uh, you know, air conditioning for this, uh, no, having refrigeration, you can do so much. Even in your garden, you can uh, even uh, put the uh, internet, the wi uh, Wi-Fi there. You can irrigate your garden from... Uh, from your home. Yeah, I mean they're coming from out with. They I have saw robots that. A, now. There is a friend of mine as a as a farmer there, a vegetable farmer. Does that upstate? Okay. He does that. Anyway. No, but the reason I start to do the charcuterie, first of all, I like it. Mm -hmm. But you know there is a more uh, uh, because you see in the last few years I participate uh, in the charcuterie master. Oh really. It's like a competition. Compet somewhere? Competition, Where was it? competition. I this year because of the pandemic. It was in Flushing. Uh, really? Every year. Is very, oh, very I was. Yeah. I was not last year. The year before, I was there. Somebody I brought me there. to it. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I yeah. was, since I was there, except the first year, I don't participate. I wonder if that's so where I, I met see you. those kind of. <laughs> I see this kind of. Uh, maybe I was one of the few no American people there. Uh, because the master there, they're very young people, they're very educated. Mm -hmm. They are so in this kind of thing, the charcuterie thing. It's like a movement. Right. I was so I'm so fascinated. They talk with the competence. They talk with uh, they are very practical. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so I start to do the the, the charcuterie because it's a uh, see the global uh, the globalization now. I think now with the globalization is no important. Uh, where the the product comes from, mm -hmm. but how you doing? So, so I'm very proud to be Italian. But I live in America for so many years, more most of my life, and uh, I I appreciate here and because we live in in America uh, uh, is very different for uh, 
geographically is very different for Europe. So yeah. that means over here you have a climate zone. Mm-hmm. You can do uh, agriculture, you can do anything here. You have to just know how to do it. So, so I had this beautiful land there on top of the hills with uh, some humidity, but basically it's cold in the winter time as dry. A little bit of humidity. I thought this is it can be good for char- for uh, to make it to start to cure meat. Yeah. I start to cure the first time, and it started to be good. And after I continued, and then in time I realize, say people, how you uh, how come is more is less expensive? Maybe, but there is another reason why I continue. Because you see. Uh, what, uh, what is the, the most uh, famous ita- prosciutto? Prosciutto di Parma, right? So, and the one from uh, Spain. Prosciutto di Parma. And Bialico. So, but how they make prosciutto di Parma? They used to make it. The, the, the farmers, they used to make the cheese, the, the cow, they make Parmigiano-Reggiano. Mm-hmm. All the leftover of the cheese, the water thing, they, give, they feed the pigs. The way, the way. The, the way. They feed the pigs. Uh, the, that thing has so much nutrition. And, and uh, the pigs are healthy. The temperature there was good, and they make a great, great, uh, a great uh, prosciutto. Mm. So that artisanal system, they transfer in commercial system, right? Which is nothing wrong. It's great, but there is so much demand for uh, for uh, prosciutto. Basically, prosciutto is just leg prosciutto, leg uh, pork legs. Same. Italy. Doesn't produce doesn't produce that many that many that many legs that many pigs. that many pigs yeah so they go out the countries some of the countries there is no big res- food restriction food safety things right so in some country that uh, in the west they are good my other part of the world where they take these this, this pigs they are no no the safety is a little a doubt about that yeah so. Happening that, uh, what they do? They put a big warehouse. They they put they assemble how many pigs they can do it. Pigs they can. Uh, they feed, they feed, they feed. When they reach a certain weight, a truck from metal from Parma goes there. They kill it. They put it in the refrigerator. They go in the warehouse in uh, in Italy. Uh, all. Uh, Computerized there, touch of button, and they make it the prosciutto di Parma. So, a lot of which is bad, no, good, but think about it. Some of the, the meat you eat, maybe never, it never, the, the, the meat never saw the, the sun, right? right, uh, right, right, maybe, right. maybe they never breathe, yeah. So, I thought, why I had to pay for a name because at one point you pay for the brand. Mm-hmm. Is like uh, I said. Is like if I go on Madison Avenue uh, and I buy Armani suit, and after I go to see that it's made in China. Right. So yeah. it's nothing wrong Which with is, that. Like, the, it's the nothing wrong with I... that. So <laughs> I don't want to pay for the brand. I don't want to pay for the for the for the. You want to play for the quality. For the quality, I don't want to pay for the brand. Yeah. That's where. So we can make here. It does that. I love it. And, um, uh, there's a big movement. There's a big uh, charcuterie movement. It's, it's, it start to be huge in America. See, even uh, 
I wasn't really, I was, I was, because over these years, I, I, I start a lot of those kind of, uh, this kind of um, uh, mo- uh, movement. And I see that in, uh, the best pro shoot in America is from uh, Virginia. Okay. It's a perfect area. So original, that the American tradition is ham. But ham is, this, is the pork legs. It's the same kind of meat of prosciutto. So years ago, in Virginia, they make a lot of lamb, they, even now. But the new generation, the, the kids, they went to school, they started, they went, they went to the parents, basically they tell the parents, Dad, but why we had to, we had to sell the, the, the we had to just to make a ham, sell after two weeks, we make you know, even $1, $2 a pound, when we can make it, Keep it the cure the prosciutto, the same the same meat. We cure the prosciutto for uh, ten months. We sell it for ten thousand, ten dollars um, pound. So they convert from him. They went to prosciutto. So even America now, you can find excellent, excellent American prosciutto. Right, right, right. Why? Because over here we have the climate zone. And you have to just know how. <laughs> sure. There's actually, um, uh, you know, pull up a map of the Appalachian Mountains, and then uh, also pull up, um, also pull up uh, uh, Benton's Country Ham. So I just found this out, and it was off of a um, uh, a Munchies video, but it makes sense. Um, what was the ham? Uh, Benton's. Benton's, so they, they, Benton's is this place in Tennessee, it's in the Appalachian Mountains, um, and they do bacon, and they do, uh, they call it country ham. Yeah, yeah. So, in America, in Appalachia, which is, Appalachia is like, uh, you know, like the hillbilly land, like West Virginia, yeah, Kentucky, no, no, no. and uh, along the mountains. So, they've actually been making this, it, it, it's the same thing as prosciutto. I mean, I'm sure there's some difference in the country houses, in the, the only thing, the only since the 1600s, 1700s, and they're hillbillies. Yeah, they're, hillbillies. They're, like, yeah. they're like, uh, hey, what you all doing today? We got some country ham over here. And then you look at it, and it's actually, it's, it's, it's prosciutto. prosciutto. It's a prosciutto. And I'm like, this is prosciutto. And they're like, nah, this is country ham. My great great grandfather's been making this for the generations. Only, see, they ruin that thing. You know why? They cook it. Some of them. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the key. If you look okay. online, um, they'll, they'll do. But if you look at the video of the guys who actually make it and stuff like that, they say no. You don't ever fucking cook this. All right. right. But lately, lately, because they realize that the eat the way it is is much better than the cook it. Is like a, right. Because when you cook, it's like you. It's all salt. Because it, you know why? Because they, uh, the different way to salt to put the salt. So it's aged. It's aged for eight nine months. Uh-huh. Like the, the difference is they hang with the salt, full with the salt. The anger. Right. They hang full with the salt. Oh, they hang with the salt. With still the salt. On. With the salt. Okay. That's where it is. And the, but uh, some of them they are they are great, but when you cook it. In the past, they cook it. It's like when you are a nice uh, barolo barolo, and after you order the, and after you mix it with the diet coke. Well, they cut it. They cut it too thick too. When I ordered it, yeah, here it is, right here. So they do the. No, um, but the color is fantastic. Yeah, they do. No, uh, I had that. They do the bacon, so they just do salt, brown sugar. They hang it for a month, and then they throw it in the smoker, and then the uh, it's salt cured. It's uh, and then they they I think they do a small no see 
20 plus a month age smoked hams. So yeah. they, they salt cure it and then they uh, they smoke it. like So it's almost like speck. You know what I mean? Almost like a speck, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same thing as speck. But when I got it, you can buy the whole leg from them. But when I got it pre-sliced, the slices were like this thick. And I was no, like, no. ah, you know. Maybe they got to figure this out, how to slice a little bit But, better. you know, I have to tell you one thing, that uh, even if the tick does uh, is, uh, that I don't think they use, uh, they use uh, uh, what do you call it, cure number one. The, they don't the, use a nitrate, right. no, they just So do if the they don't use, an, if, the, if you use just the salt and uh, brown sugar, mm-hmm. Uh, it's well, not brown way, sugar for the bacon. For the for bacon. The, oh, for, oh, if, oh, yeah. uh, they, yeah. they use some sugar, too. So if you use just the natural things, uh, the meat is still tender when you, even if you cut it. Right. Because before, you know how, to eat, how they eat prosciutto? Mm. They took a piece of bread like that. They put a piece of uh, prosciutto, the meat on top, with a knife. Each okay. one has own a knife. They eat a piece of that like that. That right. was an old fashioned way to eat, I, to eat. I've seen to you eat. do this. Oh, yeah. Here's the Appalachian Mountains here. So, like, Allegheny, Cumberland Mountains, Great Smoky Mountains. So, you see, it's like Kentucky, but then it's parts of Alabama and Tennessee and West Virginia. See, it, like, goes down. Um, but, yeah, that I mean, that really interested me. I was like, wait a minute. There's been, like, hillbillies in basically, America making, like, something listen, like prosciutto. Basically, that can be my, my counter because he's... Uh, my wife always called me, tell me that I'm a hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are a hillbilly. No, no, no. I've run into in Italy, like when I was at Cosenza, they were all like, they were like Italian hillbillies. Yeah. yeah. But but they sound so much better. You know what I mean? Like the, when they speak, it's uh, it's beautiful. Like they sound like the Italian language, uh, you know, it kind of elevates you. You know what I mean? Um, what was I going to say? Because uh, I'm wondering a couple of things. Oh, you know what I'm wondering about? Um what uh also yo pull up the thing where he's cutting the prosciutto we'll talk about that in a minute i'm wondering do you have any idea i've always wondered this but i don't know the answer so so back in the day before refrigeration right so you make the prosciutto in the winter you cure by the time the summer's come you know it's cured enough to oh yeah uh, but then once you cut it open and you're eating it how does it stay fresh? Or- but listen, at that time, you know, when you cut it off, it was so the the weight was so people they wait so long that you know, no more than two days. <laughs> they oh, left. they just eat the whole nah, thing. Uh, no, nah, because it was uh, people love it. See, right. I don't forget they cut it in the uh, the first one. You know, they cut in uh, in July. The first one was eight, nine, eight, seven, eight months. Eight okay. months because uh, they start to. Uh, harvest the 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 wheat, okay. The, the, to 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 make the no to make the the, the grain, the bread. The, the, yeah, to, yeah, so there was a lot of people, and they they put that they put you know it was a big thing. So you know, was a big things. Right. And uh, the family don't forget the family at that time was very big, big families, and uh, the prosciutto didn't last that long. Right. There was right, no right. need for refrigerate. Well, there was no need for fridge. If there was, he has a salt. It can last one week or less than two weeks. So. Okay, yeah, outside, the let, fridge. outside the fridge. And then you would just yeah, See, yeah. It was uh, even well, now if you go in some, uh, especially in the south, even in the north, some farm, uh, you can go in the middle of August. You see hanging some prosciutto there. Oh yeah. Why? Because when is the salt? Uh, is it full of salt? So salt to preserve everything. Right, no, I know it can last outside um, with the salt, but, but once when you, you cut break it, it, once you no, break no, it. No, no, there was no, 
Yeah, it still got, got it right away. Was got right away. Maybe they put more salt. No, no, it was gone. Was gone right away. Was gone right away. Okay, that's the answer to the question then. Um, another thing. Uh, I'll tell you something. Oh, let's see. Uh, so, so this is. This is one of the original videos that I ever saw with uh with you in it, and I thought this was the greatest thing ever. What you were doing, so this is called. Okay. What do you call this? Uh, this is a, a violino di capra. Violino di capra. It's a goat goat violin. Violin. Goat violin. Violin. Uh, basically, is a leg. Like in this case, is a venison. But okay. you know, can be a goat. Can be a goat is the same. No, so the you same, salt uh, cured the venison. The same way that you we I cured the same way. Of course, this is much smaller than regular prosciutto. Right. And uh, uh, takes uh, much less. Takes you know three months to cure and one ten days under the salt, and three four months three four months to cure. Wow. But I was I discovered this a few years ago. Is you know I went to. Uh, one of my many trips in Italy, and uh, I went to know in the north, uh, almost closer to to Switzerland. Okay. And I find that one. Which area? Valle uh, d'Aosta? Uh, no, no, it's Lombardia. Lombardia. Okay, okay. But even Valle d'Aosta because Lombardia. And I find that Vikings. one. But I was a fascinated. I was a fascinated by the, uh, by the the story behind that because you know seafood. Uh, I'm a fascinated more, a lot about the history behind the each yeah. dish. As a history, so uh, they used this for uh, during the uh, during the uh, Christmas time. Um, they pass around uh, during the Christmas time to carry it. It was a kind of tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Each person carry a little piece and that. So uh, I have this for a couple of years in the restaurant, but uh, last year now. What do you mean you have this? You were doing in the no, restaurant? No, no, we don't do, we don't do, right, we don't right, do right. that. We don't do that. In this case, uh, I have my uh, my my to, my my son Pino, uh, his girlfriend. She's allergic to any kind of fish. Mm. So, uh, in my house, of course, uh, or most of the Italian houses, family, for Christmas Eve, you have a fish. Yeah, that's tradition. Uh, but we cannot have a fish. Because, you know, it's uh, the first time we can have a fish because she's allergic to any... Wait, 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 hold on one second. You hear that? It's a uh, vacuum. Thing. Oh. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. I could do it here. Hold on. Sorry, guys, the Roomba's going off again. Every, anybody who watches this podcast knows about uh, BB-8 and R2-D2 that uh, they like to go around. This is another thing we got to figure out. All right, look, I got it on my phone. Look. Oh, pause. Okay, I'm I'm really sorry, Joseph. <laughs> so there was a reason because I started. This was on, uh, you see, the Christmas tree behind. There was uh, for Christmas Eve. Okay. Uh, because we cannot do fish, uh, we need a kind of tradition. We start. Uh, do they do the feast of seven fishes in Italia? Is that they like do an American even more. thing? No, they don't. They don't count the seven. They just uh, they do. I mean, fish. Eat how many, fish. Um, they 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 just eat fish. How many they can put? Because you know. If you think about it, you you could just uh, ma you make a pasta with the seafood. Okay. You, you can just put uh, ten fish there, there, there. And this is probably like a like a Campania Neapolitan tradition. Neapo or no? 
more in the south, but even in the north, they, they do that. They oh, do yeah. That. But mostly fish, they don't count how many, they don't count how many, how many fish. I don't say they have to count how many fishes. Yeah, I was reading some articles recently that were like kind of uh, discussing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, where did this tradition come from? Because I've heard like Italians say it's like not exactly traditional. And then like uh, the Americans no, and there's this whole. No, there's no. Uh, the tradition is for uh, to, to have a fish. Okay. Uh, when I was kids, you know, I come from a, an, a, an village where the fish, you know, we don't eat a lot of fish there. Uh, you don't eat? No, no, we eat fish. No, we, but not a lot. Okay. Because, you know, it wasn't inside by the mounds, you know. Right. And, uh, but uh, our tradition was the bacala. The, okay. The cut, the cut salted fish. Salted, cut, salted yeah. cut fish. That's, that's what's oh, mama, give me that, that soup of bacala. See, <laughs> that was a, that was the big the big tradition of the catfish, which I still like it. I right. still love it. Yeah. So um, so I mean, it, it's uh, it's also really interesting that like you know, I know um, you know, there's, there's a lot of like hunters in America. They go, they they hunt venison, they hunt uh, uh, you know, deer, elk. You know, depends where you are. Um. But those guys that do that, they uh, they just they usually they butcher and they freeze all the meat. They'll have like a giant freezer, and I don't think people realize that you can you know you can take uh, a, a deer or you can take a moose or you can take an elk and you can take the legs and you can make prosciutto and some other cured products. Listen, uh, just to give it an, an, an idea, there is a, a one uh, oh, salumeria in New York. Mm -hmm. In New York and New Jersey, of more than hundred years, they call it Salumeria Biellese, really? North Italy. And where, where, where in New York? I don't know. Where? But they have the warehouse. They make their own uh, charcuterie. Oh, okay. Uh, also in New Jersey, they have over since in 19, 1926. Really? They sell uh, goat prosciutto, known the bone. Just you know right. how much is a pound? Uh, I can a lot. One hundred nine dollars. Wow! Pound. I mean, I've seen cinghiali, wild yes. boar prosciutto. I've seen like uh, the goat. I've seen these things, but I don't think like uh, you know, in America, you got guys. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's their can, life is going out to hunt, but they turn see, it into beef see, jerky. Uh, one point, uh, uh, last year, two two years ago, when uh, I made a dish on uh, on my menu with uh, just for. Uh, Lamb prosciutto, mm -hmm. because I put a lot of lamb. Lamb prosciutto. The sacks are the same. After a few months, I finish. I had to wait more months to, 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 to have. So I find in America only one place to they sell in Pennsylvania. This guy used to sell, he used to, he make it a sack like, like mine. The price for, uh, because the, the lamb prosciutto is not big. Is it like four pounds, five pounds? Sell it for $395. So, much to sell? so how much did they sell on the restaurant? Right. That's the reason I like to make it myself. And uh, this way to keep the price. Very, um, so uh, how long visible. is the restaurant so now it's in Astoria, Queens? No? Yeah, uh, it's in Astoria, yeah. Queens. Uh, we opened it for uh, 12 years. Already. 12 years. Yeah. 
So what, what kind of, uh, I mean, I've been there, I've had the, um, you know, you make the black garlic too, which is like aged, uh, fermented garlic, um, originally from like, it's a Korean thing originally, yeah. but a lot of chefs, um, in the past few years have taken it on. Um, and you do the black tagliatelle with that. Um, what other, I mean, everything I had there was amazing. And, you know, you sent me home with black garlic, you sent me home with brajola. You were so incredible. Uh, uh, what, what kind of other dishes, what's going on with the restaurant? How did it start? Um, what's kind of like the philosophy behind it? What's going on? But, so for, before, uh, I was a manager for uh, the, for, uh, uh, for so many years in a very high-end restaurant there. In the place of Midtown you were talking about. What, Mid, what was Mid that? Cellina restaurant. Cellina. And after I got the idea to to open my own place, mm -hmm. I bought a place. You know what is a Lavo now? Uh, that was my place. What was it? Lavo. Lavo. That was my place. Okay. Lavo was, was big, your place. Big, and also so, in Midtown, you said. Yeah, 58 between Madison and Park. Okay, yeah. Very that's high-end high area. So, <laughs> high-end area. But my my involvement in the restaurant before was more on the public relation with the, with the customer thing. You know, I never went in, uh, a lot in the go deep in the in the cuisine. Okay. So uh, that place uh, almost lost a fortune. Okay. That place, that place, How much it, was the rent? I'm afraid to ask. Uh, rent at that time was a fifty five thousand dollar month. A month. A month. Yeah. Jesus so, fucking. So we talk about. I don't know how uh, these guys do. About. Listen. Uh, and uh, less than one year, so I less than one year you're out of there. Out of there, okay. thank God, thank God, I was out of there. That was a big, right. was the experience. But sometimes this is just another experience. And if mm -hmm. I tell you why it was good, so after that I decided to no, you know what? Let me go in. Uh, let me go in. Uh, I find a great list of place, Brazilian place. I went there once, small place. Char uh, they do char uh, what do you call it? Uh, Oh, the meat? The uh, meat, how you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forget the name. Rodizio, it's actually, Rodizio, Rodizio. Yeah, it's like Rod a Portuguese thing. I was fascinated by that. Yeah. You know what I said? I can I can, I can, make a little chain on that. I can buy this one. I can buy that. I saw a few people inside. The, the price was good. The price, you no, know, was good. But for me, it was good because I used to be in the city. I used to pay... I used to pay fifty-five thousand dollars, I think. Right. And if I saw three thousand dollars there, I was like, <laughs> and if I saw that, oh, this is great! I give the money right away. Right. I give the money right away. After one days, I after one days I took the place. Oh no, it's not for me. Right. I had to feel the passion with the things. Hmm. See, so think that. Uh, Do you like that the road? D, the maybe good system. Think, but but no, that area. That area you, was no was right, no that it wasn't for it. Have it you ever been to Ironbound section of Newark, New Jersey? Uh, no, no, but no, area? it's good. But I went to other places that you know big right. places. They're good. We where should the meat go is, there sometime. Uh, where the meat is fresh. Where the meat you know is fresh. You know. Right. But that was the wrong concept in uh, in that area. And no. after that that thing you had to make it in a lar larger scale. Right. You don't need a small scale. Yeah, I mean, you, we, we, I, I should, I'll, I'll definitely take you sometime uh, when the restaurant, because the restaurants are going to start opening back up. There's this neighborhood in Newark, New Jersey, um, that I, I, I want to say it was like the 1960s. The Portuguese, they all moved in there, and it was, yeah, it was yeah. a bad time over there. And these guys had, uh, um, they had, uh, you know, they came in with baseball bats and lead pipes and. You know what I mean? Cleaned it up. And they have all these restaurants. And now 
you know, now it's, uh, I don't know, 60 years the later. Destination place, destination place. Well, yeah, now it's, they well, they opened up all these kind of Portuguese restaurants there. They're big and they come out with the sword, with the meat. It's amazing. Now it's all um, um, Brazilians there. It's the largest Brazilian community in America because Portuguese, they speak Portuguese and Brazilians speak Portuguese. So when they don't speak English, that's the neighborhood destination. And all those places are still there. Now the Portuguese guys, they're almost like... Uh, like they're like Dons over there, um, and they all uh, they all live in the suburbs in big houses usually in New yeah, Jersey, yeah, they, and now like you know the uh, Brazilian guys are. But it's an amazing area; almost nobody knows about it. Like no, that that concept was no good for them. So I converted right away in Italian restaurant. Uh-huh. So and after I asked myself, you know what, I want to do some something like a, unusual, some dish that they are known the market here. Right. So I des- and, and what it came back to me, all those, uh, you say, my father has the flower mill with so many flowers. Mm-hmm. My mother, no, with my mother, we work in the farm. So all this thing, I, I, all this knowledge, I, I never use it. I put it back on my mind. But definitely they start to come back. So I realized, I would, oh, but we used to make, my father used to make the, 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 the flowers, with the chestnut flower. Mm-hmm. There is a dish in my home, my hometown from chestnut flower. Let me make it this. So I make it. I start to make a dish with uh, chestnut flower. What, what, what was this dish? Uh, chestnut. Uh, they call uh, we call the chestnut flower pasta de castagna. Okay. Uh, just a kind of fettuccine style because it's easy to make it, uh, and uh, with um, uh, with the pistachio sauce, okay. nuts and nuts. Right, right, nuts right, right. And nuts. Pasta got nuts, see? Yeah. Uh, with uh, cream, tocho truffle oil. It oh, starts nice. to be, uh, right away, it starts to is it like uh, chestnut flour and eggs or chestnut oh, no, flour with, water? No, uh, chestnut flour with eggs. Okay. Uh, but uh, is uh, uh, I tried to make it, uh, I, I made it even a chestnut, like a completely gluten-free. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a little sweet, so oh, I cut with the regular, oh, regular okay. with the reg- regular flour, and right away start to be the the dish people that come from the dishes. Uh, Besides that, we start to make uh, pasta with the buckwheat buckwheat flours. There oh, is a yeah. dish in uh, Valtellina, north north Italy. There is a, a area where they use the buckwheat. Yeah. So some dishes very some dishes very very unique, and. Uh, but in the meantime, we did the, the traditional uh, dishes because you know you you cannot just invent everything. There is not you don't invent nothing. Sure. Uh, you have to follow the tradition because you know some people they say that I want the chicken parmigiano. But chicken parmigiano is not on the min- my menu. Right. I make it. Okay. Why? Not because pe- people they they grew up with that dish because the food is a kind of thing that brings back memory and. Uh, and you want uh, when you taste one dish, you remember something. You remember right. your family. You remember your grandmother. You remember your mother. You remember you no know, the, the, the the way you are together with other friends. So you cannot just say, "Oh no, no, I'm a chef. I don't have this dish on the menu. I don't make it. Oh, this is dish is all, all the fashion way. I don't do that. No, I make it that. In the meantime, I make other dishes that nobody has. So a few years ago, I discovered the black garlic. Mm-hmm. First time I see, well, this is, wow, I fascinated me, the picture. What is it, what is it, black garlic? I thought it was a, was a kind of, kind of garlic, it was a block. Right. No, I discovered it was uh, from uh, relatively new, the last 50 years, from North Korea. 
Mm-hmm. So I bought I bought on uh, Amazon that thing, the black garlic, very expensive. Yeah. Just to make it. So what I, I love it. But then I say that, no, I have to learn how to make it. Right, right, right. Because, you know, I like to do everything from scratch, at least the, if I know I can make it. Yeah. Know everything. But, you know, if I know I make it good, I'm, I still continue to make it. If I make it, I don't like it, I don't make it. No, yeah, that's definitely yeah. the dream. So, uh, because, you know, you need a fermentation. The thing of black garlic is this, for people that don't know, is a regular garlic fermented. Fermented for usually more or less two weeks. A certain temperature. The temperature has to be uh, under 41 degrees, okay. more or less. And uh, always the same temperature, more or less. After the fermentation, becomes black. But it's not like just a change of color. It's like me and you, we go to the beach and we change the color. No. Right. Take his way all those FT tests of the garlic. Uh-huh. That smell. Yeah. But also keep his, all the nutrition facts of regular garlic. Because the garlic is a super food. Right. It's good for uh, cholesterol. It's good for high blood pressure. It's good for many things. How is the flavor? Does it taste like a garlic anymore? Taste like more licorice a little bit? Like balsamic vinegar? Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I use this? But Italian restaurant, the first thing you go back to your mind is the, let me use it with pasta. How? So I put, I took it as a garlic, already fermented, put in a blender, virgin olive oil, I season, virgin olive oil, uh, season and tocho anjoves, lemon a little bit. You can put anything you want. I blend it, nice, make a nice cream. And you know, I bought, and I use it as a pesto. To, as a sauce. I boil the regular pasta, I dump it there, just to saute. We try, fantastic. Wow. So I, 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 I introduce it to my customer. Each table, I give a little bit to test it. The second time, I explained to them what it was. The second time, they order. So now, is, is even for the pandemic, is one of the, the, the artists dish on my place. Even the people that are my regular customer, they order all the time. Right. It's one of the most healthy dish you can have. And you don't know you eat a, a bunch of garlic there. Right, right, right. You and don't even call, realize uh, it. I call it kiss proof. <laughs> so uh, what else is going on at um, the restaurant? Wait, hold on a second. Brady, uh, I'm hearing some like uh, feedback when we're talking. Like, you don't hear that? Yeah, come over here. Pick this up. Here, we're going to take a quick break yeah. to fix the audio. <laughs> Sorry, we are back on the podcast. <laughs> are we on? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were talking about Ornella. Um, uh, let's jump over to, um, um, oh, yeah, you're doing new things, right? Like, since the pandemic, you had to change some things, right? Because you couldn't but, uh, do a sit-down uh, restaurant. Yeah, we are a sit-down restaurant, but uh, we are very lucky of fortune, even though there's a pandemic. Uh, but also, before the pandemic, I don't think that they... You, I can, I can hear, hear you. I can hear you, yeah. Hey, keep them on. Let them know when you can hear it. Yeah, now, now yes, yes. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. So, the business has changed completely. 
Aha. Change you completely. But also, uh, before the pandemic, a uh, couple years ago, I was reading a book called uh, Catering or Die. Okay. Which is uh, open a, a completely new world for me. Uh, they say that uh, a restaurant now, if they don't do catering, they die. Right. If you don't do deliver, they die. Right. Why? Because the uh, people they spend more and more on food. But the first time, 2017, in America, they spend more money to for the food outside the restaurant and not to eat inside. Mm-hmm. So people they go less in the restaurant. Right. But they always order to go. So uh, we were one of the first to to think about to put uh, a virtual restaurant. What is it? Say that again. Virtual restaurant. Virtual, 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 virtual restaurant. restaurant. Okay. Ghost kitchen. Okay. So what I did, I ran then, uh, we tried to, to, for the restaurant, my restaurant, some uh, virtual, re- virtual restaurant, it works very well. Mm-hmm. But we got start to so big that, all right, how about we have our own kitchen? We just do that. So I ran the kitchen in, uh, and the commissary kitchen in uh, Bushwick here. Okay. Right to make it, to, to put the seven, eight restaurant. Right. I deliver an area like uh, three miles uh, was 600,000 people. Wow, three yeah. Three miles. Yeah. No, because, you know, we had a lot of people here. So I pay for a couple months, I pay a couple months because, you know, we are so busy there. The rent was not much. Uh, my son got married and, and we are busy and everywhere Christmas was busy. All right, I continue to pay. In the meantime, the pandemic come came yeah. in March. So it, oh, what do we do now? So all those menu we did that before, we implemented in my kitchen. Yeah. So uh, this way they allowed us to, to, to work during this pandemic and we never closed it one day. So you were we doing like the same menu? As... No, 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 total different uh, menu. Oh, okay. Menu. Total, no, no, the same menu. I have my my my. You took the commissary menu. kitchen, the delivery kitchen, the ghost kitchen, and then you applied that into the restaurant. Yeah, then. okay. Thing. For the pandemic. So during the pandemic, so uh, we uh, we did pretty good during, even during the pandemic. What of kind course, of dishes were you doing with this? Well, we we specialize in uh, some kind of you know mac and cheese. Uh, uh, so because you know you during the pandemic, the last more than one year. You depend all uh, on to go, mm-hmm. a pickup, right? No eating side, no dining. So even if you have your own customer, that, that, that we are pretty well known in the area, but it's not enough. In order to, you need a more. You need a more. So in order to have more, you have to have another menu. You have to offer people more stuff, right? Because you just to focus uh, on to go. So you have to offer more stuff, and we. We put a lot of variety things. One of them was uh, uh, sandwiches, which mm-hmm. my kids, they are involved in. Sandwich, believe it or not, start to be so popular in my place. But we, we market with different, no, with Ornella Trattoria, because some of those dishes, they are no. Uh, they know they Ita- don't deliver well. No, they don't deliver well, but they are no Italian. We don't market as Italian. Oh, okay, so, okay. Total, yeah, total yeah. different. So it uh, start to be so well, that thing, that now we start to open 
and we cannot handle in the kitchen because when it's open inside, we cannot handle all this uh, this business in the in my kitchen. Right. So uh, we start to open another place and uh, one block away from that, just focus on sandwiches. And what is that? What is that called? Uh, slaps. Slaps. And is it open yet? Uh, we had this. No, no, you're, no. You're building it out still. We built it out. We had some problem with uh, with the, with the gas pipe and the change, but it's a sure. matter it's a matter of day. So just the one. Uh, one block away. Yeah, Giuseppe, he was nice enough to bring us some of these sandwiches. Uh, Braids, grab those uh, things. Grab me a water, too. I'm fucking, I'm dying over here. But, uh, yeah, we brought us um, uh, pastrami. Uh, uh, so I pastrami and a black, black uh, jack, jack cheese. To, uh, <laughs> pepper jack cheese. Pepper jack cheese. Um, and then uh, there was a pickle one. There was a chicken one, yeah. These are. Uh... This is all my kids. My kids, because I, three of my kids, they work with me. Oh so yeah, they, look at that. That looks. Uh, yeah. this they looks... are involved. They are. I'm more involved with the more other, uh, more traditional things. But my kids, they they are involved in this kind of food. Right. And with their friends. I mean, and this is uh, great. I see. Too. I see big market for that. Yeah, and of course the pastrami. Pastrami is something new. Was something new for me. Uh, I said, well, let me try. Let me try to cook the to yeah, make the pastrami. Yeah, give me on uh, my camera. Yeah, don't worry about it, bro. Yeah, so this is uh, what this is the chicken cutlet pastrami and like uh, it almost looks like uh, American cheese, like a like a cheese sauce. Yeah. And then there's a the pastrami and the pickles. What would you say? You're gonna uh, build a. Uh, uh, a big smoker, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, see, I start a lot to make how to make how to make uh, pastrami. Because see, in my life, uh, in my life, maybe maybe uh, I can count on one hand how many times I eat pastrami. So when I don't know something, I start to start it. Right. I started for a couple of weeks, uh, the best on the market, and I tried the pastrami uh, to make it, and uh, I let it try to some. Um, some people, some of my friends, they know about pastrami. They say, "You said this is, is very, very good." Right. So now I'm building the smokehouse, a big smokehouse in my farm, to uh, in order to supply these uh, new places. Because you know, pastrami. What I noticed that pastrami is very, is very big in New York, mm -hmm. but outside uh, Manhattan. You can see pastrami in, um, you can find pastrami everywhere, but just the it's daily, not daily. Good. It's the yeah, daily, daily, the yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but no, you don't see that really or maybe like a tender pastrami, like you see those uh, surgeon or cuts, that kind of thing. Right. And what is the secret? I, I find out what is the secret. Secret is slow cook. Yes. Pastrami, nice piece of uh, the brisket or novel, whatever you want to call has to work at least 15 hours, 50, 16 hours. Right. A low temperature, 200, 200 uh, Fahrenheit. 240, 240 degree. Right. 240 degree for that. And uh, because you see when you, the other, why the of the daily, they use uh, they use a uh, regular, uh, no, the commercial pastrami. Because you see, there is pastrami, you don't have to cut with the machine. The real pastrami you have to cut with a knife. Right. Because you cannot cut a real pastrami with a machine because it's, it's like it's so tender. Yeah. So for them, it's much easier to to put that, that, that piece of uh, meat on the slice machine and cut it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no. That's the thing. 
It's uh, no, that's it's truly amazing. It's so uh, I, mean, I think it is a big, big thing because I want to focus on that. The new place on the pastrama, one of the additional pastrama things, one of the many things, and uh, because you know, we want to be recognized, you want to have something that other people they don't have, right? And also high quality, it's high quality. Uh, I, you don't mind to see, listen, if you know that uh, you can have an, a restaurant right next to you here. If you don't like the food, you don't go. Mm-hmm. Even if it's cheap, you don't go. Right. But you don't mind the 20 miles with your car if it's you know that that place is you, there's something unique and good. Sure, yeah. People take destination trips People, to yeah. a lot of places all the time. Um, you know, when it's truly, you know, an amazing product and it gets like some media and stuff uh, like that. And we saw, I saw for my, during the pandemic now, I saw that uh, my kids, they start to do even the fried chicken, which is huge. I don't know what is huge, that, 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 that big. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I don't know. We sell fried chicken with the brioche. They make a different, different kind of, different kind of chicken. It's something new. I think give credit to my my kids because, you know, they are in the 20s. They are, you know, like, like any other young American kids. They like those kind of stuff. Uh, they create they create a kind of business, you know. Uh, we impl- we will implement it uh, too. So now they're starting to like more take the reins of the business and stuff uh, like that. We wanna that see. There is no reason we are four of us. Me mm-hmm. and my three kids. They yeah. are big because you know after they start they learn in the business. There is no reason to stay four in one places. Right. Way, that means that three of them they waste the time. Got it. So we st- I start to put the, like uh, each of them. Whatever they want to do, they have the passion for something, they go there. So I have one of my son is uh, is uh, Angelo is uh, is a great uh, cook, a great chef. You know what is is uh, he? You know what kind of cuisine he loves? Huh. A Cajun cuisine that from Louisiana. Oh, okay. He loves that. He loves that. That's his passion. Yeah. No problem. We we as a matter of fact, we with uh, we open another place beside that slab. We open. Uh, we just bought another place in. Uh, a new, a new Rochelle. Okay. All about ribs and other stuff. And then you're doing all that stuff. There's, oh, um, yeah. there's a, I think Louisiana um, or New Orleans was one of the first like landing spots for the Italian immigrants during yeah, the uh, yeah. diaspora. But don't tell me about Louisiana because I never been there. New Orleans, <laughs> so I never been there. My son goes there all the time. Oh yeah. I think you have to, next time you have to talk to him about that. They he's have, very, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely have to have the kids on one day. Uh, he's very, they are all, they are very passionate about that, but because they have their own personality, and. Uh, they use so this is this is a this is a place about or my place or nella trattoria an italian restaurant beside that no oh i had had this for so many years uh we live on that but also it was a school Mm -hmm. for my kids right school so when original when we started say that i get a big uh big hit with my place in manhattan there i lost the fortune there that moment, I thought I was a loss of fortune. Over the years, I thought that, that was my, my biggest fortune. Why? Because, you see, if everything was was going good, I would spoil my kids. See, uh, when somebody comes to you, a kids come to you, all right, take this, buy a car, buy your car, you know, because you know, you're so busy. This, You buy a car, you know, give whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. You spoil it. But that because we had a hard time. I had a hard time. They came to my help me in the dining room. Right. So they learned the value because the kids. I don't know if you have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have kids, a twelve-year-old son. Kids, uh, 
especially in America, they come with the whole milk, mm-hmm. the whole milk. You yeah. have to give a value. Yeah. You have yeah. to give a value. Because you can give a $10 million, but if you don't know they will spend it, they'll be gone. They want to take And then they're not going to know how to the value uh, less, take care of themselves. The ethic, they learn the ethic, the value of the, of the dollar, and the value of the work. Right. No, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's great. We definitely have to have your kids. So for me, is a, for me, is a food is a way of life, is a way of... Uh, is a way of living at the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, see, I live a very traditional way. My, my personal things. Uh, I'm a more disciplined on my life. No, I'm married for 33 years for one woman. Same woman, I have four kids. Maybe you, people, they say, oh, this is a very conservative thing. I'm a very conservative for myself. I'm very liberal for other people because in my opinion, I don't want to impose it to other person what is my point of view how to live. Right, 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 right. You right. can, you can be, you have to, what is the purpose of life? To be happy. Mm-hmm. Each of us, we are individual, we can be happy a different way. Sure. So I don't want to impose it to somebody that, oh, you have to live like that, you have to get married. No, there are miserable people that got married, there are miserable people that are not married. Right, 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 right. You believe in, uh, you know, almost in the, like kind yeah. of a libertarian, yeah, libertarian ideology. That's, that's where it is. Yeah. Even if for me, I use my, you know, I, I use it. That, that, I'm very traditional, conservative. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, you know, if I was, uh, you know, with a woman, I wouldn't want her to get an abortion or something like that. But I don't believe like that they should make laws like against no, abortion. Yeah, that's like, where it's it is. Stupid. Uh, because, listen, uh, when you. When you see, see, when I see people are so so extremist about an idea, that means always there is something behind that. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe in that person. It's power. It's I don't control. believe in that person. It's, uh, it's 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 very it's very strange that um you know because when you go when you when you talk to like conservative Americans, they're very uh, um passionate about the founders and stuff like that and uh, if you take a hard look at the founding fathers <laughs> they they weren't uh i mean a lot of them were freemasons which if you go to uh yeah the i know Church, that i know that. they're not about they're that not supposed, they're not supposed to be uh, in thomas the Mason. jefferson's uh bible uh he like made his own bible and stuff like that these weren't like conservative christians like uh but they're kind of touted that way you'll see pictures of like jesus next to george washington and you know all these different things but I mean, these guys were uh, about liberty, and there's nothing wrong with being religious. Um, you know what I mean? I, I I go to the Catholic Church, and I do what I do, and I believe what I believe, but I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. It, it's not good to push. It has to be something it's personal. 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 I I'm not going to push that personal. on other people. And I believe in, you know, in America, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. It's not, listen, if you, if somebody thinks that somebody's going to go to hell for having an abortion or for doing whatever they're doing, that's their business. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect your family. So why do you care? You know, I mean, now we're started. One of the greatest things that's happening is they're starting to, um, you know, legalize drugs. You know what I mean? Which is, listen, I'm not for doing drugs, but if you make them illegal, you know, there's a lot of people making money off of it. There's, there's oh, yeah. corruption. Oh, yeah, there's for sure. Business. You can you can list the control. You cannot resolve the problem. You at least you control. And, you know, uh, people, they, you eliminate a lot of things. You eliminated the crime. Some crime you eliminate. Yeah, you know? a lot of crime. Yeah. A lot of crime gets eliminated. And then you can take the taxes that you make off uh, the drugs that create, like, programs. They did it... Yeah. Uh, 
Portugal, they've had so great, great success. So success. They legalized everything in Portugal. Oh, by the way, I have an, uh, on my menu, I have uh, for more than 10 years, I have an uh, hemp flower pasta. Hemp flower pasta. Hemp flower pasta. Oh, Fantastic. wow. Fantastic. The first time uh, I started, a long time ago, uh, and I couldn't find in America, and uh, I, um, I order from Canada. Very, very expensive. At that time, I paid $12 a pound. Right, right, right. Wow. I don't promote it that much, uh, but uh, because, you know, how much you can sell it, how much, you know, for me, otherwise, there's not much profit. It's probably becoming more popular now, and definitely yeah, the hemp oh, yeah. flower is cheaper oh, yeah. my, now. My, now now you can get cheap. But we still, uh, even during the pandemic, we had maybe 20 euro a week. Right, 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 so, right, Because the people that used to come at the restaurant, very healthy. I mix also a little bit with uh, regular flour, but otherwise it's very nutty. It has an FT test, like a nutty test a little okay. bit. I mix that. And uh, he's uh, very healthy. My mother-in-law loves yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now they just made uh, they made uh, uh, pot legal in New yeah. York. Now, I mean, you better get start planting, bro. You can have like I think. Bye. It's not that easy. <laughs> no, you could grow six plants legally okay. now in New York. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think you have to wait until after the dispensary is open to. Ah, fuck that. They, they, they're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna fuck with me. Uh, I, I would have been comfortable. Like I don't smoke weed, but I would have been comfortable growing it in my backyard even last year. Because like, who, who the fuck cares? Anyway, uh, yeah. You keep on mentioning. Uh, we're talking about flour, and you keep on mentioning your flour. Your father had a mill. Uh, what kind of mill was it? Was it like uh, a stone? Had, or? No, 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 no. We had the two mills. Okay. Uh, one was uh, with a stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just uh, the with the stone is like uh, you make a whole flower, all all wheat flour. You, know, you you can ground everything, like ev everything like you know beans, uh, chestnuts, uh, mice. You know. So what is it? It's like a stone and then stone a stone that like, goes around. Yeah, the stone goes around. Okay. How and is that powered? Is the power it... with that was electric. Was electric. Okay. Electric was no no because you know, we talk about in the sixties, yeah, yeah, seventies, seventies. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, no, like before was with uh, with, uh, with, with the water, water, with the water. donkey, and also <laughs> that they use a lot for the animals to uh -huh. feed the, to do ground uh, cereal to make it for the animal. Sure. But uh, uh, the big one was um, was electric where you separate. The flower from the what is it, the black thing? Oh, uh, the brand, brand. Brand, yeah. yeah. You separate that thing this way. You have a white flower. That sure. Dif different, different. There was different kind of things. Okay. Uh, you. And was what was very, that? He bought that. Like, was, that was very more a like big, a modern. It was more modern with the, was a big machine, you know, with the 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 see the they, they clean the they they clean uh, even they wash a little bit the uh, the the wheat the the grain. Uh -huh. So they clean the grain because sometimes in the in the grain there is a lot of impurity, right? Thing, and also don't forget uh, that time you know for 50 years ago, uh, especially in the small village, they keep the grain in a big uh, box, huge wood box, huge okay. big, bigger than the stable, double the stable. By that they put uh, they put the cheese in that they pres to preserve the cheese to preserve other stuff. They put other stuff there. So really, yeah. So. Sometime, you know, uh, sometime was a door a little bit. I remember that we, uh, there was a sack where all the impurity went there. And me and my sister, we used to go there to see if there were some coins over there. Coins? We find even coins. We find, we find even coins. Oh, coins in coins, the... Coins, yeah. 
like money. Money, money, yeah. yeah. In the grain. Yeah. Wow. That's that's nuts. How, how did the coins end up in the grain? Uh, because some people, they used to put some money in the thing. I know. Sound, oh, it was sound, like some kind of superstitious good yeah, luck thing. Yeah. Sound strange now. Yeah. But, that but you know, that kind of that kind of mill was clean. Everything was very sophisticated, you know, with the cylinders. So many, you know, uh, the grain before go to the to the grinder. He has to, he has to go up and down so many he has so many steps. Yeah. Right. So what um what what would would other people come with their grain over uh, to like, get that's it milled? A, yeah, yeah. It is uh that time uh, uh most of the family they make their own bread. Okay. So that means they had their own uh, field. They they make it they have the field, they have the land, they have a field. And they used to come with uh with the donkey. Okay. They come with the donkey with to the pick donkey up the grain. Thing. And we had then uh, we had the space, like you know, for the where they park the dunk, <laughs> <laughs> like the little like the tying them, it up. Most of them they come from uh, uh, they're from the village, but especially on the weekend uh, they come for people from the mountain. Okay, they took advantage because they there was a market there, so this uh, all of them they were uh, they they the animals like you know they sell cheese so they sell cheese in the market and plus they take advantage to to bring it to make the flour come down make, make a little flour. money bring the flour yeah. up pick your stuff uh, up and Monday there was so many manure on the floors what do we did <laughs> we clean up and we bring it to the farm. I bring it to the farm, and so that's uh, that part of your fertilizer. Thing. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was organic. Thing. That's the organic. That's thing. organic. Way. I mean, that's really like. I mean, I'm doing it like eventually. Like, I want to get, um, you know, like so, I don't know, 10, 20 acre, you know, um, but I'm I'm doing things now. You know, I have the vermicompost. I have, uh, you know, my different composting things here in Brooklyn, and I want to get to a place slowly, slowly, where it's like, you know. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I have a little backyard. I can't be self-sufficient. But in the springtime, you know what I mean? I could get my vegetables from the garden. I could have, uh, you know, my honey and beehive and, you know, different things. Maybe bring in solar panel eventually. Have you seen these new Tesla batteries for the solar? Oh, uh, no, no. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. I didn't see yeah, they're, they're incredible. So it will, what it used to be was if you got solar panels, you were still hooked up to the grid, right? So, like, you don't really know what they do. Like, maybe your electric bill goes down. Now, and then the other option was you'd have to have, like, a closet full of car batteries. But these batteries, they have acid in them. They're dripping acid. It's fucking disgusting. It's like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not that good. A lot inconvenient. Yeah. Now, these things, they go right on your wall. They're, like, uh, you know, the size of the wall. And you can get multiple ones if you need. But for most houses, I think one's enough. Uh, if you use a lot of power, you get two. And then it fills up the battery. And then, you know, if it doesn't, if the sun doesn't shine for a couple of days, you have all the power oh, yeah, in the, the battery. Other, yeah, yeah you don't need uh, the electric company anymore, this and that. Especially like, for, this is a big help for uh, agriculture thing because, you know, don't forget, uh, the agriculture in, Amer in America, everywhere, he has a they have a problem. No, the big, part, the big, big problem, fucking the, problem. Uh, why? Because it is... The, the, the expensive yeah uh, to listen the moment you buy in uh, you buy a tractor that's a fucking more that's a mortgage you put on your 100 percent so <laughs> and uh, after a few years it's not like you have a house gonna again uh, uh goes I appreciate up the price. It. I appreciate I appreciate it. 
<laughs> you you go tomorrow morning is cold. That doesn't doesn't even start. Right. So you got problem. So what I noticed, which I love it, this young movement to to cultivate organic by starting to have those huge farm. You have a small farm. Right. Basically, you can leave a generated a, a revenue, a income for even a two acres of uh, of land. Huge, huge you have, acres. I have somebody that, that where where I am up upstate because of where I have my land. I I followed that guy for a few years. Uh, he has a he has a lot of land, but he called he used all. Uh, uh, three acres to cultivate to grow, but uh, he, he does vegetables. It's a lot, a lot of vegetables, a lot, a lot of a lot of vegetables. But he makes a he makes a beside he makes a like you know over half a million I think uh, gross a year. Wow! And uh, don't forget, and now because it becomes so popular that uh, he start to sell his uh, his know how as a lesson. He still is, he does a lesson oh, like to everybody. a school, like a school to everybody. Yeah, you go pay him a few thousand dollars. He teaches every, you how to, to do a, to what everybody. you do. So after yeah. a little while, you you, you sell uh, your knowledge. Yeah, you sell your knowledge. So that the trend is to use less soil, less uh, space, mm -hmm. making more high production. High production you can make with organic. This is only the first year. You don't have the the yield is not much, but after that. You have and after that, everything's paid that, for, too. Everything you paid and you don't have to use a lot of machinery because, you know, when you have a small farm or big farm machinery, you start to go to the bank, this and that. Uh, you, when you follow mortgage, mm. you have a bad year. <laughs> but when you well, don't have a mortgage... Big, the big companies, they take over your stuff. You know, one of the that's one of the big tragedies um, in Amer American agriculture. One of the greatest tragedies, I believe it was in 1973, where the... Um, they changed the law. So uh, for for a very long time, um, American America would subsidize the small farm, right? Up until the 1970s. So if you had a small farm that was under a certain amount of acres, you had subsidies. Then in the 1970s, they changed the subsidies to uh, favor monocrops like corn, right? So the more corn you grab, uh, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, you get 25 cents per whatever of corn. So now all these guys, they, they, they grow the corn and they grow the wheat and they grow this because they get the subsidies. And what that turned into was um, more big farms, right? Like you're saying, the, the smaller guys, they had to become bigger and mortgage. Not all of them uh, did the right way. And then they get gobbled up by the big guys. There's, there's some uh, thing out there that says we only have 40 more years of um, uh, arable soil before, uh, you know, it turns into a desert because they're not using manure. They're not using compost. They're using um, uh, nitrogen, uh, chemical nitrogen, and, yeah. and shitting that into the ground. So there's no uh, crop rotation. There's no, you know, the things that get done on the small farm. There's none of those going on. I am a lot in on those kind of things, no-till farm. Huh? No-till farm. Not not hill farm? Not till, no till. No. Oh, no-till farming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no-till yeah. farming. Yeah. I am a lot I'm, I'm in on those kind of things. I think it's amazing. And, uh, what is it? Explain no-till farming. No-till farming, basically, what is a farm? What is a, in order to cultivate it, the vegetables, you have to dig. Mm -hmm. But the moment you dig, you go to you you go to disturb 
the soil mm-hmm. because uh, under the the soil there is a another wall there is a, the worms are there yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what they make it they make it the holes and they give oxygen to the to the to the to the plants yeah to, to the, the roots plant. everything so the moment you till you destroy the, the you destroy the, that uh, that what do you call that uh, you destroy the system yeah mm. that little yeah, have you noticed? System. Have you noticed something like you know? Uh, if you have an uh, land, there is a tractor plow. Uh, you see that when it plows, that you see the birds, they go there. Why? Because there is they're a, eating all the worms. They eat all the worms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe so many years that the you you dig you you plow again the the land. The, the the birds they don't go because there is nothing. So that means the soil is dead. Mm-hmm. So no till is to don't disturb the surface. Right. Uh, build build the build the rest bed. Yeah. That's where it is. Oh, that's where. Yeah. That's and this I is do. a see. Talk about rest bed. Is it something they don't talk about here a lot? See when they talk about Cuba. So what does it mean Cuba here? Cuba, everybody said, all right, Cuba's communist red that all right, I don't like that too. Cuba was a disaster in the Red Revolution. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about all the all that way that uh, Cuba teach all the world now how to win in the Green Revolution. Yeah, one hundred percent. Why? Some Why? Of the things that they've done yeah. in the medical industry are no. But besides too. that, do you know that after the ninety one and when the Soviet Union collapsed, that uh, Cuba has n- had no oil to maintain the the tractor to maintain all the machinery. Right. So what they do? And there was a, there was a starvation. Mm-hmm. People were hungry, so they start to build like rest beds. Mm-hmm. Now. 100% of the agriculture in Cuba is organic. Uh, young American people, they go there to, 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 to learn how to be, how to produce a lot with less money, yeah. with less, uh, no, more sustainable way, and uh, to not no using even tractors. Because you see, when you, if you don't touch that uh, uh, the soil is a soft, Mm-hmm. Soft, and the soft that that you can grow something. But if you go, if you touch it, you don't grow nothing. So that means you don't you don't need a you you don't need to use a tractor. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the things. I mean, I've been working on that uh, Mel uh, whatever. I forget his last name. I apologize, Mel. Rest in peace. Uh, but he wrote a book a long time ago called uh, Square Foot Gardening. And yeah. it's all about the raised beds and like the bed, square feet. That's because it's um, a, uh, but in mine to to like I have these tubes that go into my raised beds, and then when I make uh, you know sometimes I bring stuff back for the restaurant. Sometimes I go to the uh, cafe over here and I get the coffee grounds. Um, but mostly it's from like my own cooking and the cardboard and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I have like a vermicomposters. Yeah, you make your own my, compost. You make your own compost. Yeah, but I also I put it into the bed in this little like tube with the holes in it. And now the worms can live in the bed and they could go eat and go through and they're creating fertilizer, they're creating nutrition. I mean, it's 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 really amazing what you no, can it's do. A, with it's, these a, it's amazing what you can do. And uh, 
I'm uh, see. I I started those kind of thing is that uh, the the European uh, way. But I see big biggest movement in uh, in America about this. Yeah. So it's a lot a of a lot of sure. a lot of. Oh, a lot of people uh, no, when you go in Europe I say All right, but you know the biggest problem in America is the the old fat you know the biggest problem I think of here is mm-hmm. obesity because we don't eat it the right way right uh, and uh, but when I see this movement I'm very positive on that because they want to, more and more people they want they, they, they want to know what we eat right uh, and uh, and they want to know where the, the food comes from Absolutely, which is, I mean, to me, so important. I mean, I go to, um, I mean, I don't even trust, like, really, like, Whole Foods and stuff like that. Like, I go if I have to, but, I mean... Uh, you know, just because what organic, what does organic mean? Organic means that you can't uh, use certain types of pesticides. There's still, you're still using a bunch of chemical pesticides and all these things. You just can't use Roundup. There's a list of the ones you can use, the list of the ones you can't use. But the ones that you can use, they're not like all natural. You know what I mean? They're not like, uh, it's not like it's not bad for oh, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, but when you go to these farmers markets, you'll never find uh, New Jersey or upstate small farm produce in a Whole Foods. Uh, you'll find oranges from Chile. You'll find them from, you know, giant organic farms. You're still using a lot of gas and all these different things. So, I mean, just from like a health standpoint, I want to know where my food comes from. You know, I'm so blessed to live in New York where I could just, you know, I could go over here. I could go to Union Square. I could go wherever I want. And I have these farmers who are bringing me, you know, apples, eggs, uh, different meats, uh, different, you know, you get these vegetables that are real. Even the, the tomatoes I grow in the backyard. It's all tomato. It's not water. And then even when I buy an organic vine ripe tomato, I cut it open. The water spills out of it. You know what I mean? It's a it's a completely different product. And uh, you no, know, no, there, there's a big difference. You can uh, even in a simple, even a simple eggs. Yeah, you can see the flavor of the te- the color first of all, and the test. Bro, I'm spending eleven dollars on a dozen eggs to See? get so that I can. But because it's the heritage eggs that have, uh, well, they're feeding them bugs. They're feeding them different. It's about they're not that pale, disgusting yellow. They're like crimson. One's crimson red. One's like a deep orange. You know. I, what I try mean? to resolve this problem with that uh, I'm building the, my kitchen coop. Yeah. I had bought a coop and then like two years ago and then I didn't put it together. No, 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 no. My build it like from scratch. Oh, you build it from I scratch. I built it from scratch. At, uh, yeah, the, I'm going to put mine together. The problem, gonna, the problem, I'm, I'm the problem is, you know, no, now I have to build the, the protection for the predator because at night there are so many predators. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard. It's very yeah, hard. For it's sure. very hard. The raccoons, the coyote, the fox, you know, a weasel. Right, right. Weasel right. is the worst one because it goes, it goes everywhere. They'll go, uh, they'll go under the thing. Yeah, my cousin, um, he lived in, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, he lived in uh, Alameda, right? And, which is like this little island off of uh, San Francisco. It used to be like blue collar. It was like bungalows and whatever. So he didn't have a big backyard, maybe like twice the size of mine. And he had like this little thing behind a fence where all the chickens were. And, you know, he can let them out, but it was like their little coop. I think he had three or four. Bro, this guy had more eggs than oh, he could yeah, ever yeah, know what yeah, to do yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm doing like all the pasta stuff too. So I'm like, all right. But after, no, beside the eggs, you know what I like that a lot? Because it's, that because it's, when you reach a certain age, you remember that uh, always come back to your mind the past. Mm. 
And when I go in the farm, my farm, I miss the the rooster in the morning. Wake me up. Yeah. I, I, so I cannot, I cannot stand here. In New York. I know, it's illegal in any urban area. Yeah. Any urban area. But uh, no, in the... <laughs> Uh, so I miss that one. I miss that thing. So it's about what is it? nothing. Yeah, but giving that good uh, sensation or good uh, spiritual, it help you a little bit. You feel better. What is it? Yeah. We have to just the purpose of life is to feel better. Sure. 100%. We have to feed our mind all the time. A little thing sometimes that, that helps. Yeah, I mean, all these things, one of the biggest misconceptions about all these things is like, um, you know, so, sometimes it's um, um, difficult. Sometimes it's a, it can be a little bit expensive to set things up. But once it's set up, they're there forever. Oh, yeah. And you yeah, can oh, pass yeah, these yeah. things down to your children and this and that. And, you know, anything in life that you do, um, you know, the first time you do, it's going to be hard. The second time you do, it's going to be a little bit easier. And then by the time you do something 10, 20 times, sometimes it's a hundred, sometimes it's a thousand times. It depends on what you're talking about. It becomes easy. Like, uh, um, th we were watching videos about, uh, on Evan, uh, funky who just wrote this book about like this homemade pasta and, you know, I started to do this and, you know, it's like, I was like, at first I was like, oh, you know, this is going to take me years and years to master. And it will like certain things like getting quick with the tortellini and the different shapes. It does take years, but now I can, I've only been doing a couple months and I can roll out uh, a dough faster than the machine. Cause I used to always do, yeah, you yeah. know, with the little crank machine, that's how I would make the pasta, the little sheeter. Now I'm like, bro, throw that. I'm faster, you know? Uh, by the time you pull out the KitchenAid and measure everything out, like my dough's done. It's in the it's in the fridge or it's resting for a couple hours, and the same thing applies to these um you know these other things from gardening and and from raising chickens and all that. You know to figure it out, it could be uh, a little stressful, a little annoying, even making bread. But once you master it, it becomes part of your daily life. When easily. you learn the technique yeah, or you practice, you know, you, you, you make it. And if you learn, you, you learn more. When you more. learn, it's easy. Yeah. You ask me to make a pizza, uh, yeah. it's easy. It's yeah, very it. fucking easy for me. You ask me I to make bread now, it's very it. easy. Um, yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking, uh, you know, eventually my idea for, like, the farm, um, talking about, like, you know, how you could do something small is, um, you know, I have the pizzeria, right? We use a lot of tomatoes. A lot. So... I could pay for the farm just by setting up some uh, uh, tubular grow houses. And then I sell, you know, because we buy the tomato, let's say we pay uh, $22 a case, right? But there's somebody that has to grow the tomatoes. There's somebody that has to can the tomatoes. Then there's somebody who has to take the tomatoes from them. And then they sell to the distributors and the distributors sell to me. So does the tomatoes, if oh, I grow it, cost it? about you come with me? <laughs> on my land I have a plant because I open a lot of land we can make you see the best way to grow tomato is uh, I think is on uh, uh, is on the greenhouse yeah I agree greenhouse. I agree this yeah, way you, you that's can what manage I'm it better you, tube ones. Uh, you, you don't, don't have to use... deal with past you yeah, don't yeah, have pesticides you can control you can yeah. control everything uh, you learn more or less how to make it uh, how to a lot of, to produce a lot mm -hmm. that means you know, there is a technique like the, you have to prune it Yes. The same, the same you have way, to take the arms the, off. The, the, the same way you do, you you prune an apple. The same way you have to do that. Mm -hmm. Different way. You have to take something. Uh, and with the one, 
with the one big green house, you can make oh it. Oh my God, tons, so much. Tons of, tons. Tons, tons of tomatoes. Tons and tons. Tons of tomatoes. And, but the biggest thing, is, you know, you see these small farmers, they got to drive everything out to the farmer's market. Now, the fresh tomato, you know, they're not selling for that much. You know what I mean? That's okay. Be good I have I have uh, uh, pizzerias that they can take of all course. the tomatoes I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could take. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, we'll we'll talk case, about it all. Back. I think in your case, you suppose you have those kind of this kind of big greenhouse for the tomatoes. Yeah, it, it be, it be the quality be better. And also, even you can make. You can make and then you have a La Storia. Yeah. You have a story. You have yeah, a, it's good for the pizzeria because it's like, hey, you create the story tomato. behind. Because you mm -hmm. see, food, always I tell my kids, listen, even when you read a review on the New York Times, you forgot about the recipe. Mm -hmm. But what is impressed you? The history behind the things. Right. That guy, what it did, what, how the food it is. Sure. People, they were, even if with the food, we want to hear the story behind. Yeah, and the stories are like amazing. It's like, hey, and, I mean, amazing. I'm, yeah. you're right. You're right. And you could say that, like, amazing. You know, you could say that, like, listen, we grow all this in organic soil. We make our own compost. Most tomatoes are grown in sand. They're given too much water. We don't yeah, do. Yeah, like and this. even uh, bringing people in there. We bring people in oh, there. Oh yeah, 100%. Bring people. We bring people in there. I think for a guy hey, like you, hey, we got a production company. We take videos. Yeah, we, we show millions of people. Whoever wants to see. <laughs> so if you want to do it, we can. Yeah, we yeah, can. Yeah. We can we'll talk about. Well, we can I talk come about out there. Well, you're doing. Um, uh, you. Were, I think you were telling me you're doing some kind of dinner thing up there. Yeah. But listen, like, uh, uh, over the years, I bought this property so many years ago. But you know, I I, I raised my family during the summertime, and when mm -hmm. we don't go in Italy. No, it's compound. It's pretty big. The original one, this was a big farmhouse with bed and breakfast on the side in the 50s. Right. No. Uh, but uh, uh, now, uh, I spent most of the time, most of the pandemic time there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, I work around, uh, so I'm connected with my, 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 my kids to, to, with the Wi-Fi, you know. Now you can work everywhere, but you know, right? Yeah, you can work remotely, doesn't matter where you live. Remotely. Yeah, and uh, I like to cook, and uh, we create a kind of every week, I create a kind of uh, supper club, okay. And the summertime, like kind of like old school Sunday dinner, but yeah, with yeah, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, in the summer, in the all the local people, all the dignitary around there, they come, they know me, and they come there. Uh, they're my guests. I don't charge. Right. And uh, with the winter time, we have a dinner inside, uh -huh. surrounded by prosciutto there in the kitchen. Right. And the summer time, I have a pergola with the wine outside yeah. on the deck. We have there, you know. Right? You know, we have. A, I never smoke in my life, but you know, after that, we have a cigar, we have a cognac. You know, those kind of sure. normal thing you have with the, you go with the friends and that. Uh, people, uh, they they love it. As a matter of fact, Wednesday night we have the next one. Oh, so Wednesday. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Every week. We gotta, yeah. But that's one to three. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fast to, I'm organized. And we, well, nobody will love you there. We love? When you are in the counter, we love those kind of not so very natural things, no sophisticated dishes. Mm -hmm. Like, all like give me examples. Yeah. What, what? But those, those meat, like, you know, ragu, slow cooked meat for. Okay. Uh, uh, it's very rare that we have fish. Slow right. cooked meat, a different kind of. Last week, we had tripe. 
Wow. Try, try to make it humid. Also, we made it with salad, as a salad. I've had some good tripe. I've had mostly bad tripe. You really got to know how to cook tripe to make it taste good. And, but uh, it's, um... oh, I suppose you make it a fried tripe. But you know, and if they realize I know the fry uh, the oil, the fry oil, so I don't oh. I, I don't feel like I go to the store. I don't feel like I go to other make. I gotta when we when we're done with this, I'll go upstairs. I'll show you the um the guys who bring in uh, Caputo flour from Napoli. They have this new oil called uh, Ortolana, I think it's called or something like that. But it's like a, it's like the best fry oil I've ever used in my life. It's amazing. It's imported from Italy, and they do. Uh, so we do those kind of very. Comfortable dish, mm -hmm. which is that they I think that that's one of my, my favorite special because sometimes I see you at the uh, even in the ambience around you, they're surrounded. You eat some dish because they're surrounded. You cannot eat uh, for me, you cannot eat, uh, you cannot eat uh, uh, some sophisticated dish on uh, you in the nature. Mm. It's yeah, more for no, yeah. I mean, you want to eat family style, like old school dishes. I mean, I think it's something that, um, I mean, I'm in the prop, me and my boy, we're, we're redoing the backyard right now. We just got like uh, one of the fire pits, but we're going to build uh, my friend Joe Pepe. He owns um, uh, the wood supply on Morgan that they do all the barn wood. So we're going to do like a family style table because one of the things that I think is, you know, I grew up with Sunday dinners, right? You know, you would go to grandma's house. Uh, or, or, I mean, it was we call it dinner, but we, we would show up at like noon and start eating at like one or two in the afternoon. But, um, yeah, it, it was after my nonna died and and. I've been talking to a lot of people in Italy and it's becoming the same thing over there. Um, but you know, we still have family parties. Um, but it's like for our cousin's birthday or it's for a holiday, right? It's not every Sunday anymore. And I, if we don't, if you know, guys my age and younger than me don't pick up those traditions and, and start doing these things, uh, nobody's going to, you know what I mean? They're going to kind of be lost. I mean, even for me, um, because so much has changed, you know, where, you know, you go to my aunt's house and they, you know, they'll, they'll do the pasta, they'll do, um, you know, but they'll go to, uh, uh, I don't know, a local place and pick up uh, the antipasto trays of the charcuterie. So it's like I have to kind of go back and relearn, you know what I mean, all these things. Uh, when I was at my mother's house, I was doing the pasta with the matronella. And she starts telling me, she goes, oh, uh, yeah, your grandpa used to do all this and your, and your great grandmother. And, you know, they had the, the, the chita. I'm like, you mean this? And, and blah, 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 blah. When it's like. You know, because, I mean, things changed in uh, even in the 50s and the 60s, but then in the 80s even more, where people were like, they were looking towards um, more convenient things. You know, everybody's hustling. They don't it's have time to week, do things. Last week, when we had the, the, so one of my friends, they're all American people no, around there. Yeah. Uh, they're not Italian, no, they're, they're some Italian-American. Uh, his brother is, is, do, is Dora. Uh very educated woman, uh, 27, 28 years old. So I took, like usual, I took a prosciutto. I put it in a prosciutto holder, my prosciutto. Yeah. She never saw a prosciutto before, like, you know, or like the homemade prosciutto. Right. 
just start to make a picture that like was a something uh, something that yeah uh, something like yeah, from something another planet from another planet yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, so it's, I saw so fascinated by that thing no no and no for us it was even people for my are friend. fascinated the problem is is a lot of people they don't want to put in the time to learn they'd rather yeah. like come to you like you're like some kind of natural history museum yeah. thing and be like oh ter- oh look at all my Facebook things and I think what needs to happen I mean I'm doing this is my project for the summer and obviously you're doing a very similar thing and I'd love to do stuff over at your place too but um you know I want to I'm gonna start bringing over a core group of guys we, I make the dough and then you know this week it's Orchiati week, all right? And I show everybody how to do the Orchiati yeah, and they I learn. Come there. I, I have the brick, brick oven. I build it for myself, the brick yeah. oven too. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. No, I'm definitely coming over there. But then after we do this, yeah, then so it's like a, and we do totally entertainment. Like it's after a after a year, they're gonna know. So now it's like the old school where you know it's like Alicia, Jimmy, uh, Rob, everybody comes over. Okay, you guys do the Orchietti. We're gonna work on this. No, and we expand. Listen, everybody can be involved. Yes. So go to. But if uh, everybody play. doesn't know how to do the Orchietti with the button knife, you gotta teach. This is the when you say that is a kind of. Uh, I did the same thing two weeks ago. One of the, one of the, my friends is a doctor there, you know, but it's a third generation in Italian America. Third generation. So, if you, Joseph, uh, two weeks ago, I want to bring in uh, something my mother used to make it. Okay. Like, you know, liver, uh, chick, chicken liver, the all, the all the interior of the chicken. It's all the recipe that nobody knows anymore. That thing, uh, that thing. But I knew because see, I started a lot of the food, and this was I discovered this was the the favorite dish of the the first Italian prime minister, 1861. Okay. So, so he brought that one delicious dishes. He brought all those kind of interiors of the he cooks with interiors of uh, special uh, sauce, special uh, is it was a technique. You know, Delicious. Why? Because he's all Was, it? was it like a pate or was no, it? No, 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 no. Like liver was, and onion? No. Li- no, 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 no. No, the classic liver and onions usually. Uh, was a kind of liver uh, uh, rooster balls uh, that uh, the. Um, all the interiors. The gizzards. The gizzards. Giz- yeah. But they cook a different time because, you know. The sweet giz- breads. The sweet bread, they cook a different time because some of them they had. Uh, so you don't have to put it all together. Right, and right, then they right. Put the, they put the milk at the hand. Okay. Some milk. It was delicious. It was delicious. Okay. Why? He brought that. He said that, oh, yeah, but I remember that, that dish my mother used to make, you know. So that, why? Because it, you want to be involved. You don't want to go to a place like that just to, to eat. It's not like you go to the restaurant. That's yeah. not a restaurant where you pay, you go to eat. No, they just, uh, you go there, you don't want to just sit down. You want to be involved with the little thing. So each one of the something to do. Right. No, 100%. Active, yeah. I'm... Um, That's the thing. We're really lucky over That's here. I found like a whole harem of like girls from Sicily. So they're from Sicily. They grow in Sicily. They come in here when they're like, uh, they come to America when they're in their 20s. So I got a bunch of them. Huh? I have to leave it because I have to take my son to the doctor. Oh, we got to go. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. So we're going to end early. But yeah, we'll, we're definitely having you on again. We're going to have Giuseppe. Um, and his I will stay again. more. You know it's that uh, I like you. it. I like it. We're talk. gonna make Giuseppe famous all the time. I like it. Right? We're gonna I go like take a lot of videos. The, I have to take my son to the doctor at uh, three o'clock, three three fifteen. I have to be in the city. Okay. 
I think I did. I'll leave it out here. Well, we, 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 we've been doing like, we've been here about two hours, right? We're good. Yeah, but we're know, good. the time has passed by fast. Oh, no, I know, I know. We're definitely going to do this Nino, again. Nino, it was a pleasure to uh, see you it again. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Giuseppe. And, uh, All right. Guys, uh, share this episode. Do whatever you can to support, and uh, we'll see you later.